There are moments in every fan's life they'll never forget. In my experience, a lot of them are positive. They're lovely. You appreciate them. But most of them are awful. They're gut-wrenching. They make you furious. They make you question why, as an adult, you still have so much wrapped up in this stupid team. For example, Ray Allen driving down the lane in the uh, 08 finals and making that layup over Sasha Vujicic in game four. Horse Rob Sensor, all of that. No one needs to hear swearing this early. Rocket Ishmael's punt return touchdown. They got called back during the 1991 National Championship in the Orange Bowl. They called a clip. Give me a break. Manny Pacquiao walking into that Marquez knockout. Listen, I could go on and on. But all these devastating moments have two things in common. They're all very specific. And they're all deeply personal. And the moment when Ben Simmons wheels around during the 2021 playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks, and it looks like he's about to have a super wide open dunk, but he passes the ball instead, that moment is no different. It's very specific, and it's deeply personal. And it's right here on First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. Someone said this is the best throwback sports podcast on the internet. Who said it? I said it. I'm your host, Neil, a.k.a. Gotham Coach, a.k.a. the Glass City Cobra, Mr. Skybox, the Reebok Pump God, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, half Filipino, half not Filipino. I'm not the biggest Lakers fan. I am the best Lakers fan. Mr. Not Always Right but never, ever wrong. Coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall executive suite desk chair. The first Ballot Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by Ball is Life and the Ball is Life podcast network. Shout out to Ball is Life. We just did a broken backboard debate and vote online. One lucky listener got a brand new hoodie and Ball is Life shorts. I've got some Ball is Life stuff. I actually like it. I work out and it's nice stuff. Go check it all out at BallsLife.com. And, of course, follow at BallsLife on all social platforms. Ben Simmons is passing up of a wide-open dunk <laughs> during Game 7 of the 2021 Eastern Conference Semifinals is a wild sports moment. But is it a first Bell Hall of Famer? We have to decide that today. And here to do it with me is a proud Philadelphian. He's also, more importantly, an incredibly funny comedian. You might have seen his work on HBO, Comedy Central, or Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Network. He's also the host of the We Want More, M-O-O-R-E, More podcast. It's the hilarious, the up-and-coming Anthony Moore. Anthony, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me, man. I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to get my Ben Simmons <laughs> <No>. slander off. <laughs> <laughs> you picked this moment. It's the, the rare situation where you pick this moment, and I'm, I sort of look at the moment ostensibly and go, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. And, yeah, it's weird, but I feel like you have a lot to say about it. I can't hear what you have yeah. to say. Before we dive into it, though, table set for us. Everyone needs to learn more about you, and they'll do that by you answering these questions. What okay. is your favorite sport, your favorite team, and your favorite athlete of all time? Favorite sport, team, and athlete. Oh, um, yeah, favorite sport, definitely basketball, by far. By far, basketball. Um, being Especially being like a diehard Philly um, native like I would have took, uh, I would have, I wouldn't mind if the Phillies won the World Series or you know the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but I'll give anything for a Sixers championship. Got it. Yeah, by far. Um, so yeah, favorite team, favorite team, definitely the Sixers. I had a wave where I did leave the Sixers for a few years. Wait, where did you go? I was, I was in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I was in Cleveland. I was sense. in Cleveland. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and favorite athlete all time. Ooh. It gotta be Iverson. Got it. Gotta be Makes gotta sense. be Iverson. But I will say MB is definitely making a tough like he's definitely making a tough case for best sixer. So hold on, let me ask you then. This the Embiid seventy point game. Did you care do you care about that? Mm-hmm. No, okay. for sure. What yeah. now here's the question. Why don't I care about it? Um 
Why don't I give a shit about that game? I've not even seen yeah. the highlights, Anthony. I think because who it was against. Wait, who I did? Think, I don't even know who yeah. they played. Who did they play? They played the Spurs. Okay. They well, played, no, yeah, but they, see, but that's interesting. You, I would think that would make me care more because it's on Wemby. But he had 70. Yeah. I've not even seen yeah. the highlights because there was a 73 after it. And then the, mm-hmm. did you care about Donovan Mitchell's 70-point game? Nah. Did you care about nah. Devin Booker's 70-point game? Oh no! Especially no, no. But why? Think, why? Hold on! The, why not? I didn't care there? about Booker's. I didn't care about Booker's. Booker's came in a loss. Yeah, and there was a lot of free throws at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, Mitchell's no. Mitchell's definitely was impressive. I think his might have been an overtime though. It was. I think, I think it was. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, with um, with Embiid and Luca, those I take those as to be like the true seventies because those <laughs> happen in in regulation. It's really interesting to me because I certainly cared about Kobe's 81. Mm -hmm. And if it were LeBron scoring 70, I'd almost certainly be like, it matters. I don't know why I don't care about literally all of the other 70 and 60 point (laughs) games. Maybe I'm just an asshole Lakers guy. I don't want that to be the answer. It could be the answer. All I can say is, is I, I can't, I really can't imagine caring about. I really can't imagine yeah. caring about the the seventy point game. I, I wonder what would have to happen in the highlights for me to be like, holy shit, that Joel Embiid mm-hmm. moment's going to make it into the first ball, ball Hall of Fame. I just I don't know if yeah. I can see it. I think it's because partly is because of like Wimby's build, like where it's yeah. look like I could back. I mean, yeah, he's seven. He's what seven five. But he's like what seven five. He, he he's built like me. He's probably like seven five one sixty. Like like he has the wildest proportions I've ever seen. So I think like if he had if he had like a good eighty more pounds on him, then it might be impressive. So I think that that has to do with it. Yeah, he really is like Embiid scoring seventy on a kid. He's like a child, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> Not that impressive once you remember that he's kind of almost like a teenager. Yeah. And he's built like a churro, so it's like, yeah, he we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put some weight on. Wimby gotta hit that weight room down there. <laughs> Just the way you said churro yeah. makes me laugh. There's that's I don't know what it is, but like seeing uh, your clips online and listening to the We Want More podcast, the way the sound of your voice is funny to me, and I don't that yeah. sounds like an insult, but like the way you say things, it's like an accent that it doesn't sound like a philly accent to me but there are just certain things that you say that really make me laugh uh you guys on the we want more podcast what's your co-host name asante asante he's Morris. so funny yeah, he's too. also you guys from, are he, so good together and I, and I love him because i i think with me so i've been doing comedy i've been doing comedy a few more years longer than him yeah, yeah. so he's still in that early like grinding stages like where he especially like we have an age difference. I'm mm-hmm. I'm six years older than him, so it was like he's still at that point where he's still like figuring out who he yes, is, not just as a right. comic, but just growing into himself yeah, as a man. Yeah, yeah. But he has nothing to lose. He's yes. not worried about protecting any relationships <laughs> or like anything corporate. He's just letting loose. Yeah. Where even me sometimes I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't think we could let that out. <laughs> yeah. So no, I love. We can take this down if it we can take this down if we need to, but did you just did you take down all the elbowfat.com clips? Oh no 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 no. Is That's that the, still up there? The, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that was so <laughs> that moment was so funny. There's another story that happened. Mm-hmm. Very sad story. I'm not gonna make fun of this. I'll I'll let the We Want More podcast do it. Uh the guy, if again, if you saw it online, he was being convicted in a court, ends up jumping over the judge's stand and attacks the judge. Very sad. Shouldn't have been able to do it. I'm not gonna laugh at it. I don't think it's funny. But this is what they had to say on the We Want More podcast. Let's listen to it together. These judges gotta understand you can't play with a man life like that and think he's not gonna leap. And it's just sad to see. Like him jumping like this, I, I hate to see talent go to waste. <laughs> that wasn't a white woman; it was just a pole vault with some sand. I see why Chinese people put glass on the restaurants. <laughs> give me a wrong change if I jump over that fucking counter and leave with some egg rolls. That's exactly why they put up that bulletproof glass. <laughs> I see why they scared of niggas. Yeah, because I they that's the thing about racism; they see the potential in us that we don't see in ourselves. They see the strength that we have. And we don't even know we have it. We was kings. They know that. <laughs> you see the way he cleared that counter? 
if he was on the street, you know how many free peanut shoes he would have? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga would have left with the whole store in his pocket. If he would have used that talent to hop a fence, he wouldn't have got arrested in the first place. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not, none of that is funny. I can't stand by any of that. That's not my show. That's theirs. Uh, um, no, you guys are so funny. If you ever need someone to just sit and listen to you guys record it and laugh and react, yeah. uh, please let me be in your peanut gallery. You guys are so yeah. funny. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, let's mm-hmm. dive into our moment to decide whether Ben Simmons passing up this dunk in Game 7 of the 2021 Eastern Conference Semis against the Atlanta Hawks. To decide whether that goes into the, our first ballot Hall of Fame, we have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. The first one I'm going to start out with is the eye test today. We're going to talk about what we see in this place. I'm going to cede control here to Anthony Moore. Anthony, why did you pick this moment? Okay. And what when you rewatch this play, when you think about this play, what did you see that especially uh, makes you angry? Okay, so what made me pick this moment, is it was a lot. It was... um. I think for me it was a buildup of Ben Simmons hate over the years. Um, yeah, and just never was a true fan of his. Didn't believe it. Didn't believe in a process. So with basketball being my favorite sport, I, I've been having my heart broke a lot. Um, the Sixers have broken like in, in. I don't know. I guess it's my own inner insanity. I think I might need to be three hundred two to checked out because every year they just pull me back in. So. <laughs> With the process, I remember telling my friends over and over, the process will never work. We need to trade Ben Simmons. Right. And that was the defining moment of, oh, he's out the door. Yes, right. So, so yeah, I, as much as I did want us to win the series, right. I would have loved to, to win the championship that year. And even, like, because I feel like in B, he matches up perfectly with Giannis. I feel like mm-hmm. we would have been able to get over that hurdle. But the passiveness of that, I think that was definitely the defining moment of this will never work. Did any part of you as a fan feel vindicated? Because I've gone through your Twitter mm-hmm. history. I've seen yeah. how long you have been. I don't want to say <laughs> anti-Ben Simmons, but how yeah. long you've been up with the Ben Simmons slander. Does any part of you as a fan or as a basketball person feel vindicated that mm-hmm. I knew this wasn't going to work out and this is my proof, this singular play is uh. my proof? I feel re- really vindicated. I actually, uh, do you mind if I pull up a tweet of, of mine course, for a second? Yeah. Let me let me see if I can find this really fast. Cause I, I remember I remember when Ben Simmons got drafted, and I hated it. What did I? T- um, I tweeted this the day Ben Simmons got drafted. I said Ben Simmons is about to get drafted. And it's gonna be an older LSU, <laughs> and and I remember this because I mean I'm sure do you you follow college basketball? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I, right. I certainly followed that year because the Lakers had a high draft pick as well. Yeah, but you yeah. know, just like with with college basketball, the difference the difference between like a a a, a regular college Division one player and a pro that difference is so vast. Totally, is is it's it's amazing how yes. like the difference. Is so with but that, with that LSU team, they didn't even make the tournament that That's year. Right. That's right. Like I remember watching him because of how highly they were speaking of him. They were comparing him to a LeBron and Magic, and I'm watching it. I'm like, he's not doing like it, it looked like he gave up on his team then. That's and right. it's even a documentary where it's like it shows him kind of giving up on his team. Like he just was disinterested the whole yep. time. Yeah. And you know, I was um. When we got him, I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him. The numbers looked good rookie year. But then the second year, I was like, oh, this is the same exact player. Yeah. There's no growth. Yeah. Then the the front office, they was coddling him, telling him he didn't need to shoot. It was just, it was it was never going to work the way he was being baby. I went, when the, uh, when Kentucky had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, like whatever that mm-hmm. crazy Kentucky yeah. team was. And they had like six dudes or something that made the NBA and they didn't even get to the final four, I don't think. And I was like, right. oh, man, hold on. That's a red flag for me to have that many NBA guys and to not just immediately make the finals or the, at least the final four. 
is mm-hmm. a huge red flag to me because I'm also old enough to remember Danny Manning as a kid just walking. He was the only dude on Kansas, and they walked to a title because Danny Manning mm-hmm. was that dominant in college as a, you know, whatever, four, fourth year uh, college senior. Um, the So Ben Simmons, you know, fulfills yeah. the Anthony Moore prophecy by passing up this dunk. Mm-hmm. As you watch the play, as he spins off Gallinari, and is there any is there any part of your brain that goes he made the right play? Oh no! Immediately, I was just like, "What are you doing?" Immediately, <laughs> like I I wish I could have jumped for him, but <laughs> I was even more vindicated because I'm telling you, like I, this has been building up, and I'm so glad I have this platform to get it off. <laughs> The realm before we played the Knicks, yeah. we played the Knicks, and I just kept and I, and I remember saying like, "Yo, there's no way." Where I was like, I think we beat we beat the Knicks, and I was like, "Yeah, we got by the Knicks because they were still in like like building mode." This is mm-hmm. pre Jalen Brunson and all the other trades, and I was like, "We got by the Knicks because the Knicks aren't t- together." But there's no way we're beating Atlanta yeah. with Ben being this passive. Yeah, there's no it, we didn't stand a chance Ugh. and. And the four quarters, because he was that passive. Mm-hmm. Um, that pass happened game five. So he was that passive the first four games. And it was just like, you know, playoff basketball, you might be able to get off um, game one or game two. You might have a great game or a bad game. But then by game three, you kind of figured That's out right. this player because it's like it. this is the same person yep. you played nights nights in a row so it was like by game five it was just like oh this is just him Mm. and the just not even had that that confidence to just on a on a on a what trey he's probably like 511 with sneakers on yes i mean we just saw luca just gave him 73 that's right (laughs) like this isn't i could see if this was like a at least a patrick beverly somebody like a, a yeah, because Patrick gonna, Beverly. They, yeah, even just somebody that you think might even take a hard foul. Like there's right. no, there's there's no danger of Trey Young blocking your shot. There's no danger of him taking you down. Yeah, because Trey he gives that like um that that energy on defense. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to dirty himself. That's you right. know he has to clean. Right. He has to clean clean um keep his jersey clean. Whereas like at least if it was like somebody like a Pat Bev, you know I always say this. Pat Bev, he gives the energy of the kid that puts his mouth on a water fountain. Like, <laughs> like, like where everybody else, they backing away. And it's like, whoa, why are you that close? <laughs> yeah. That's that's the type of energy he gives to me. So one that's one of America's great sentences right there. <laughs> he put it's Pat Beverly has the energy of a guy that puts his mouth on the water fountain. Yeah, but <laughs> oh my god, we should end it right here. Yeah. <laughs> we should end this episode and vote right here. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, no, I yeah, this it's it is <laughs> it is because I remember the play. I, I I couldn't remember exactly what happened until I started rewatching it for research purposes for this episode. And you watch, he spins off Danilo Gallinari. And wheels in front of Trey Young, right. and the only other guy even in the re- in the remote vicinity is uh, John. What's his name? John Collins. None of those dudes mm. are defenders. None of those guys block mm. shots. None of those guys really try hard on defense. Like there is no world where you shouldn't wheel, assess things, and just uh, jump and dunk the ball. It really is true. Mm. Like it was the perfect the perfect spinoff. Mm. Like just to let him to the rim. To give it to Matisse Thibel, <laughs> yeah. and I and and I love Matisse. Like this is the thing about Philly sports, we don't care. It's not whether you're good or not right. with us. Yeah, it's just like we're the type of city we just want effort. Yes, like like growing up, I remember growing up watching um the Eagles teams when I was younger, and you would have thought. You would the way Philly show love to Freddie Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You would have thought he was Jerry Rice. That's right. That's so funny. That's <laughs> like, a great. That is a great comparison. You're exact. Philly loves Freddie Mitchell. You're exactly right. right. All off of just one catch. Uh, but didn't have like didn't have like any accolades. I'm not even sure. I don't even think he made a Pro Bowl. Anything. That's but so it was just funny. he. It was just he gave us effort, and that's right. all we wanted with Ben. We don't even care if you make the threes or make the layups. 
It's just the attempt. Yeah, be fearless, be brave. Yeah. So hold on, let's th- let's flip to the to the dark side here. Are there moments where Philly fans have gone too far? Um, is there moments with, with him or just with in anybody? Yeah, in general, is um, Philly a tough place to play? It seems like it is. I don't. No, no, no. I think Philly. I think Philly is the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone agrees with you. <laughs> we might be. <laughs> we we might be. We might. <laughs> I feel you, like you. when I think about um, Los Angeles, as I, I am mm-hmm. not the biggest Lakers fan, I'm the best Lakers fan. When I think about playing in Los Angeles, I go, you are part of this 24-hour entertainment capital where if you stink or if mm-hmm. you don't rise to the occasion, whatever the case might be, they will pick you up and make you a story. They'll make you a narrative in this ongoing 24-hour news cycle. That's like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. When I think about the t- the places, the toughest places to play, because if you stink, the fans will be all fucking over you. It's New right. York and Philly. Those, to me, are mm-hmm. the two places that go head up in that in that category. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could agree with that. I was I was about to try to sugarcoat it for us, but no, <laughs> we might be we might be terrible people. <laughs> The next, let's move on. The next credential is the analytics. Here are some numbers behind this moment. The numbers are honestly kind of breathtaking. This is game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Did you guys, so you you said previously you thought that the Philly would figure out a way to lose this series. Mm-hmm, yeah, I know, I know for sure we, we didn't stand a chance. Uh, Atlanta won game one, Philly won game two, then Philly took game three, have a 2-1 lead. Atlanta mm-hmm. wins four, then five. Big swing there to tie mm-hmm. it at 2-2 and then take the mm-hmm. lead 3-2. Philly wins game six, uh, and this is game seven in Philadelphia. Um, the stats for Ben are not great. He played yeah. 35 minutes. He was two of four from the field. One of two from the free throw line. Of course, he took no three-pointers. He did have eight total rebounds. That's pretty good. And 13 assists. That's fantastic. Only two turnovers. Very good. Five points total. He was plus (laughs) one in the plus minus. Uh, the, The issue is in the series, and I did not know this, this is maybe the most most breathtaking stat I've read on this podcast. Over this seven-game series, Ben Simmons, who was, let me look here, third in minutes played behind Embiid and Tobias Harris. Third in minutes, he goes to the line 45 times and made 15 free throws. Wow. That is breathtaking. 33% from the free throw line over a seven-game series. That, like <laughs> that's insane. I did. I did not realize. Like I, I can't believe that. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Game. And then four, I think we lost. Lost f- game five. I think I believe at one point we were up like twenty. Yes, you were up big. I don't remember yeah. how big you were yeah. up. But game four, he goes one of five from the free throw line. So clearly, like that's bad. Mm. But game five, he goes four of 14 from the free throw line. That's 28% in a three-point loss to the Hawks. Game five, series is tied. He misses 10 free throws, and the Sixers lose by only three points. It's clear that that seeped into his performance throughout the rest of the series. Again, it's sad to think about but if there's a mental side of this game and you have such a poor performance from the line in game four and five you Mm -hmm. i can see it bleed into game six and seven and then you get into this moment and instead of dunking and risking an and one you dump it off to matisse thibault like all of a sudden i'm starting to see the the bigger picture here but it's it's just crazy that like I don't like you. You play your whole life for this. Like, like yes. you've been practicing. Oof. But there's also, I think, something is going on mentally because I, I think he's shooting with the wrong hand. Have I, you have you heard that rumor? I that he's have actually heard like, that theory, I think yes. he's actually right-handed, naturally right-handed. And for some reason, his dad taught him to shoot with his left. For some reason, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I know. I heard that yeah. once and thought maybe it was for like social media engagement. But then when you watch him shoot 
Yeah, when you, you look know, at the motion. Yes, when you see his form like coming across the lane, he shoots like a right-handed runner or something, you go, that mm. looks fantastic. And whenever he shoots with his left hand, it looks awkward. It is Man. fascinating to think about. Here's another <laughs> stat for you to consider, Anthony. Games four through seven, Ben Simmons did not attempt one field goal. He was just out there getting cardio. This I is mean, <laughs> this is the first player that I've seen, like the first player that I've seen, like his dream was to make it to the league just to show off his outfits. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> it is the craziest thing. Like I remember it's this one photo. This is one photo where Ben is just on a bench where, you know, the the nuts, their colors is black and white. So it was yeah, like yeah. low key. Yeah. And it's like he's trying to like not be seen, but just has on this bright blue and orange like jumpsuit <laughs> with shades on, all the jewelry. It's, <laughs> it's like like he just got all his Christmas clothes on and threw them on <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> you do get excited Man. after Christmas. Yeah. You get everything in front of you. You get all jacked yeah. up. And you just throw it all on. You're just ready to go. That's. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh and also in researching um Ben Simmons uh stats, I found another one which I was like, is that true? I googled it. It came up on a couple different yeah. places. So I'm going to assume this is completely true. Ben Simmons holds the record as the most fined player in NBA history. Wow. He has it, it, he I guess because of the holdout and yeah. You know, he needs to report and they're not going to. So we're going to start finding you, your game checks, et cetera, et cetera. That's stacked up to he has given up. He has surrendered $17 million from from fines mm. to the NBA. Wow. And like, and and I'm all for player empowerment. And, um, you know, I feel like, like players should have some say-so in their career. But it's like, what other job? I think it is getting out of hand. Like, what other job can you not show up for work and then tell your, like, supervisor, y'all should still pay me? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, I, I Listen, my hat's off for trying, and it's clear he must yeah. be fine with losing it. But when I think about Ben Simmons losing $17 million, Latrell Sprewell choked a white coach 20 years ago. <laughs> Artest, Stack, yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, they cleaned house in Detroit. And none of those guys are even remotely close to Ben Simmons giving up seventeen yeah. million. I mean, that's outrageous. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. No. <laughs> I just I knew it was bad, but sheesh. And and uh, and Latrell uh, didn't just choke a white coach. He he choked a, a coach with a very white name, PJ Carlissimo. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know that guy's white. <laughs> There's no question about that. Right. Crazy. 20 years ago? Oh my God. Uh, all right. Next credential, the ear test. What did we hear in this moment? Let me play the highlight for you. This is the call from the announcers on TNT. I know Jimmy Jackson is one of them. Mm. Jimmy Jackson, Toledo, Ohio's finest. I'm from Toledo. Jimmy Jackson's our guy. Let's listen to this play together. Simmons, they cleared out for him. Tapping his way in. Spins on Gallinari. Gives it up. Oh, he was right there. And a foul as Thibel goes to the basket. Boy, Simmons, uncontested, had a layup, but he leaves it for Thibault, who makes something out of it and is headed to the line. Well, but that's when you know that the game is in your head. That's a oh, dunk for man. Ben Simmons right there. You got to, and I know you got it to Thibault, you got the free throws, but Ben Simmons, you got to shoot that shot. Be confident that if you do get fouled, that you can make the free throw with an and one. So now, that, that two... Now turns into what could be a one-point possession instead of a possible three with the five on the dunk by Simmons. That psychological piece to it as well. And the Sixers were down, I believe, two points at the time. It's mm -hmm. a, it is a, it is a, it is a, it is a bad possession, and it's strangely made worse. You know, in a, in a play like this where a guy passes up what you think could be a dunk. You'd think there'd be some, you know, sort of open that it's open to interpretation. You can mm -hmm. hear the crowd react immediately to right. the play, and the announcers are right, both of them, right on top of Ben Simmons with the criticism. It's uncomfortable. 
Right, like literally, it felt like you could hear just everybody in the crowd just start talking to each other. Like, hey, did y'all just see what he just did? <laughs> you can hear everybody muttering. Right. Man. And then like that, from that moment on, it just stole our heart for like the last few minutes. And this is uh, Ben Simmons on the Old Man of the Three, J.J. Reddick's podcast with Tommy Alter. Here's what Ben had to say about this play after the fact. No, in the moment, I just spun. And I'm assuming Trey's going to come over quicker. So I'm thinking he's going to come full blown. And I see Matisse going there. I'm, you know, Matisse, Matisse is athletic and get up. So I'm thinking, okay, quick pass. He's going to flush it, not knowing how much space there was. It happened, it happened so quick that you just make a read. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I didn't like I And I remember watching it. And, um, you know, I'm also a fan of JJ's pod. Yeah. I feel like he's one of, like, the – the 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 few basketball guys that are kind of like unbiased and give like a give a, a good perspective, but Ben is also his guy, mm-hmm. and I feel like he let him off kind of easy on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he let him off real easy. Uh, the next credential is you mad, Rob? Play my camera on clip here. You wait, mad, wait. You mad, you mad. Thank you so much. Uh, I love it when someone's mad about a play. It makes me enjoy a moment more. Was anybody mad about this moment? Yes. Anthony Moore was mad. <laughs> Here are some tweets from Anthony Moore about uh, Ben Simmons, <laughs> including a tweet from the night of the of this uh, passed up uh, moment, this passed up dunk. Uh, ben, you said about Ben Simmons. These are all Anthony Moore tweets. The first wow. one is, Ben Simmons is Joe Smith with LeBron's phone number. Do you still do you still ascribe yes. to that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That like wow. What <laughs> you also you posted a clip of a uh dumpster floating down in a flood. It seemed to be a flood, a torrential downpour. And the gushing river is pushing a dumpster down the street and it bangs into a bridge. And you posted that clip and said, This is photo- footage of Ben Simmons leaving Philly. Yeah. That was you as well, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You also posted May t- March 29th, 2022. You wrote, I don't think jokes should be taken seriously, but if Ben Simmons socked me, I definitely understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> I definitely understood <laughs> if like Ben pulled up, um if Ben pulled up on a comedy show at me. It'd be like in that scene in Juice where Omar Epps stepped on the elevator <laughs> yeah. and then like, oh, <laughs> Tupac here. Yeah, I would have that same reaction. I would definitely, like, he would definitely be justified in putting hands and feet on me. Um, Here's yeah, the one I, from the night of the moment, from the night in question. Game seven, Anthony Moore tweets, Spider-Man Uncle Ben is better than Ben Simmons. Like, you have that <laughs> Ben Simmons, which is worth noting because, as we all remember, Spider-Man, the Uncle Ben in Spider-Man mm. definitely dies. He's shot mm. and killed. Yeah. And you're saying that, that dead Uncle Ben is better than Ben Simmons. Is that true or false? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that... <laughs> Do you see how it enhances a moment? A moment is better when someone is angry about it. And when you start saying, when you have the audacity to say... This basketball player is worse than this dead fictional character. I don't know. It just makes me appreciate the moment more. Yeah, that one, man. Uh, I can't believe. I'm still thinking about the Joe Smith one. That, I was really hurt. I was really hurt that day. I get it. I get it. I totally understand. Um, you, uh, you also famously put out a video on the internet. I mean, I feel like. A lot of people probably will know you from this clip, which is I want to ask you about. Here's mm-hmm. the clip. You posted a tweet saying your friends will make fun of you for anything. And then you posted this oh, yeah. video. Let's listen to it together. Yeah. All right, so I'm about to be out. I got work in the morning. Hey, yo, this nigga got a job. Fuck out of here, company, man. They still got you down there on fries or you on the drive-thru. This nigga got to go home to iron his slacks. Go ahead before you get written up for being tardy. <laughs> Hey yo, this nigga eating solid. Fuck out of here, Herbert Boy. He don't want his food to go to his hook. He in here watching his figure. He got a Weight Watchers book to track his points. Yo, hold up real quick, y'all. My dad calling me. 
Hey, yo, this nigga got a dad. <laughs> he got to get off 2K to go play catch. They're about to have a parent-teacher conference. He wants you to wash your face and come downstairs for supper. <laughs> That's the, he's the, Anthony Moore is that yeah. guy. He's the guy on yeah. that video that I have to assume that you've seen. Uh, what is it like to be, a, you know, you're the face of a meme. You're the face of a thing yeah. online that people love. Um, it's, 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 um, it's crazy. Like it's, it's surprising sometimes it's surprising, but also rewarding. Cause it's like, it's like your hard work starts to get noticed, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, you still remember where you first started mm -hmm. at. So it's like, it's still shocking that like people actually like my work. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember like the whole process or like, even like, when I was coming up with that idea, recording it and like editing, <laughs> like piecing it together, hoping people enjoy it, yeah. hoping people get to see yeah, my vision. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's definitely cool. Hey, you're so. But it also definitely, it definitely does catch me off guard because I'm still from Philly. Yeah. So it's like I'll have people come up to me in the street yeah, like, yeah, "Yo, yeah. you Anthony Moore?" You, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, "Why? What's up?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then they're like, "Yo, no, I just think you're funny." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm so relieved because I thought we was about to fight." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so lovely. You're. I really think you are super funny, and I think it's a matter of time before you break, yeah. and then are never doing podcasts like this one ever again. But I do appreciate <laughs> you coming on. And, uh, while I, while no, I anytime. The here. I appreciate it. Um, the uh, the the. What is it about? Why is it that? I mean, I, I listen. I'm not going to comment. I'm asking the question here. You didn't write this in the tweet, but it feels like that is a that you wrote. Your friends will make fun of you for anything. It feels yeah. like you're that that is a. Do you think that's more of a black friend thing to do to to make jokes like that? Why is it uh, that friends can make fun of you? Where does that come from? Where does that joke generate from? Why uh, do friends feel so comfortable making jokes like that? Oh, uh, it's definitely it's definitely from a place of love, but I I think it's definitely from a place of love. But people legit will roast you for anything. Like that, those were true experiences. Where I remember like leaving a comedy club, like this one I was still working at a, at a school and like I would leave a comedy club, like I might be the first one to say, all right, I'm going home. And everybody like just started roasting me. Hey, yo, he being responsible tonight. <laughs> or <laughs> like, come on, man. Like I, I, I got I got to be up early. It's like, oh, he got to go set his alarm. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> It's funny. Sometimes I look at a, a viral thing online, something that takes off a meme, and I go, ah, it's funny, but I don't get it. And then sometimes, like with this one, I go, that really does touch on something that it feels mm -hmm. universal, that like, I'm going to make fun of you and I can do it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm just going to make fun of you. Um, in this moment, uh, it does. It really does uh, touch on something. It's fantastic. All right. The next credential, let's move on. The press conference. Any great quotes, any great sound bites after the fact. This is the play, ha this, this passed up dunk moment, this game seven, after which Doc Rivers goes into the press room and they ask him about this game and Doc Rivers throws Ben Simmons under the bus, which I didn't remember. Let's listen to that together. Ben only took four shots, um, yeah. and then he, he, he passed up a dunk late. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is there anything that you, you have to talk to him about, or is that just nerves, or what, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, obviously he struggled from the free throw line, and, and that became a factor in this series. There's no doubt about that. I uh, still believe in him, uh, but we have work to do. You know, we're going to have to get in the gym, um, put a lot of work in. Um, and, and and go for it. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer yeah. to that right Damn. now. Mm. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. Anthony, what are your feelings on Doc there? You Do you ultimately understand him because he didn't turn out to be a franchise cornerstone, or do you think he didn't handle that properly? Um, I didn't – I mean – my my dislike for Doc is is is, is slightly less than my dislike for Ben. Got like it. they, <laughs> yeah. So, um, with the with that, I now hearing it, I didn't like. I I remember people saying Ben threw like. I mean, I remember people saying that you know Doc threw him under the bus, but I didn't remember it being that bad. That yeah. the like in that kind of situation, 
he should have just said yeah yeah I, yeah I do believe in him but we got but we got work to do it's rough too because when the when the interviewer asks the initially starts the question he's like ben you know missed a couple shots like doc starts shaking his head and like looking down yeah. like he's not hiding it at all it right. is a it's a sort of a rough moment i will say i do appreciate the move from a guy who could very easily be labeled as a big game game seven choke artist and doc rivers as a coach i do appreciate him pushing that off onto someone else i appreciate the depravity that you have to have to go listen i listen guys let's not look at me and my record here let's look at this guy let's take let's put this guy under the microscope for a second i do appreciate that he had the gall to take another guy and go let's let's take a look at this guy let's really examine this guy's performance here uh it's it's the type of move that a uh a crook really makes there in in that moment yeah yeah that um that oa and I, I I I love Kobe, and I wish I really wish the Lakers would have won that championship mm. because that that champ that OA championship is just is is giving Doc Rivers too yes. much job security. I agree, man. It, it, it is insane <laughs> the job security, like the fact that, and that's what I don't understand. Like this is the like I'm not a big football fan. But one thing I do like in football is like with the coaches, coaches aren't just swapped. We see coordinators right. grow yes. up and become right. head coaches yes. and move position. This person might have been a wide receiver coach and then become a offensive coordinator coach. Whereas like in the NBA, I don't know, some for some reason, it's like we watch a, a guy, we could watch a guy be bad at his job, lose his job, and then next week say, oh, He's the top candidate <laughs> yeah. for this team. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I don't understand it it's at crazy. all, man. And, really and if there's one thing Doc is going to do, he's going to deflect. <laughs> he's so good at it. <laughs> he really is so good at it. He and then I think I just saw a stat last night at the t- at the time of this recording. His career with the Bucks starts one and four. And yeah, he, loses. And like, he blew. Um, <laughs> he already blew four leads yeah. already. He already blew four four quarter leads. <laughs> <laughs> it really is crazy and it's all be- it's not just that 08 title it's that goddamn ubuntu thing and the mm-hmm. let's make sure our rings touch do you remember that speech that he told mm-hmm. the guys yeah. he gave let's make sure our rings touch like all that shit for some reason it, like sticks to him and people like think he's this great motivator and listen i i th- i love doc as a as a as a play-by-play guy i thought he was fantastic on the broadcast so i think it's a real loss for nba fans that he's not in the booth and instead out ruining Giannis's career in, in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's fantastic. Before we move on, two other clips in the press conference. Here are two other sound bites from the Old Man in the Three podcast with JJ Redick and uh, Ben Simmons. I'm going to play both, and then Anthony, I want your take on them. Here we go. Okay. Do you? Is there anything that you look back on? And it could have. I mean, it could have been the Hawks series. It could have been any at any point in time in Philly. Is there anything you look back on? You were like, you know what? Wish I'd done that differently. No, because I wouldn't be here. I don't think you could say, yeah, I wish I went up and dunked the ball. Like, that was the – because that was the whole game. Like, come on. Um, no, I think if I didn't go through what I've gone through the last year or and a half, then I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And I think I needed to go through all that and have those experiences to be where I'm at now. Your thoughts on that, Anthony? I think that's so phony. Like, I and I hate when people say, oh, you know, I I live every day with no regrets. No, sometimes we do regret things. And that moment, that defining moment is going to be the reason why he he's received his last max contract. Yeah. He's the type of player, like he has the type of athleticism, especially the, the way pe- people are getting pl- paid now. Mm-hmm. He he has the type of skill where he should have been like, the, this next contract should have been the max. But it's looking like, he might get a vet minimum. Yeah. Like the Ugh. with the type of decline he made. Fascinating. And here's the last yeah. clip. This is JJ turning the screws a bit on him. Look, when it slows down, it looks really bad, Ben. Yeah, no, it fucking looks terrible. I was like, but when I look at it now, I'm like, man, I should have just fucking punched that shit. But it didn't happen. And I was okay with that. I can live with that. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way. As a performer. As somebody like, I mean, there's no way, like, I still, because even for me, I have moments where I'm like, 
man, I wish I would have did this joke over. Like I like I still have I have bombs from 2015 on stage yeah. <laughs> that still hurt. Yeah. So for him to say, for him to say, nah, I had to go through this. This was necessary. Nah. I mean, but that also I feel like it shows like your true love of the game. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like you said, we know like we've heard stories from like Kobe or Wade or Brian or Jordan where they talk about how a loss fueled them to to work harder and get to this next level. Even like somebody like Steph. Yeah. I remember like listening to Steph talk about how coming into the league and guys like Brandon Jennings used to yeah, yeah, yeah. kill him and things like yeah. that. It's like it, it, certain things is supposed to motivate you yes. to get to that next level. Yes. And I feel like him running yeah. away from that moment. Yes. If he would have, if he, like even with like, so this past year, you know the Eagles, our season just ended. Yeah. Like we all got our hearts broken. <laughs> But players are have the attitude of, you know what, next year that's right. We didn't do our job this year. Next year we gotta put the work in. And that's the type of attitude. If he would have just returned to say, you know, like I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I'm I wanna come back better, come back more aggressive or anything, the city would have embraced him no yes. problem. Yes. Yeah, it's really interesting. The placement in that last soundbite, he goes, I should have punched that shit. And then he finishes like, but I didn't, and I got to live with yeah. that. And it's <laughs> when you leave, when you finish that way, I, the the front part that I should have punched, it feels performative. I don't necessarily right. believe anything you're saying when you finish it with, well, you know what? I, I got to live with that, and I'm okay with that. And it's made me who I am today. That just feels like a cop-out. That's a tough, right. tough soundbite to have to listen to as a Philly <laughs> fan. Uh, the next credentials are test of time. So when we compare this moment against other moments like in history, I started debating what is this moment? What is this? Why did Anthony want to talk about this? It feels like, and you you said it at the gate, and this is what I was thinking about as I was prepping. It feels yeah. like this is the announcement of a guy who's basically, is he turning into a bust? Is Ben Simmons yeah. a bust? It's kind of my burning question for this episode. Ben wow. Simmons was a world-class defender, a, a three-time All-Star Rookie of the Year, but is he going to be a bust? Which is like, that is really crazy when you think it's, about that. It's nuts. Like, like he started off, wait, you, you see, was his first All-Star year, was that his rookie year? Uh, great question. Yeah. I don't know. Let me I look. Think but I know it's either his rookie year or his second year. But to come in, to come in right off the gate, producing to just turn into this is, is crazy. Three-time NBA All-Star, 2019, 2020, and 2021, Ben Simmons. Wow. Yeah, that is, it's, it's crazy to, to have produced so much in so little time and then to like immediately go from like perennial All-Star max contract to like, just a, like, yeah, like you said, like a bus, like. Anthony and Moore's punching bag is tw Anthony Moore's Twitter <laughs> punching bag. <laughs> but is we? Oh no, no, that was a draft. His draft was what? It was um him, Lonzo. Yeah, him, Lonzo. And no, no, Ingram. him, Brandon Ingram was. was oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah him, yeah. Brandon Ingram. Okay. The the one that yeah. I compare him to, because like as I think about like other famous busts, there are so many of them. Like you know, Sam Bowie, I guess, was two, and Purvis Ellison mm. was taking one, and Michael Olawa Candy. Like, there's a long line of NBA big men that were taken first and ended up stinking. So it's hard to be like he's the biggest bust of all time because the guy was rookie of the year, three time All Star. So right. I start going, well, what makes it's sort of like a fascinating collapse, and right. then it makes me compare it to Markel Fultz. Which, as a Philly guy, which is the more tragic story, Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz? I definitely Ben, because even with Markel, Markel, he's never booed when he comes back home mm. because, and he even understands mm -hmm. the frustration right. of Philly fans with right. him. But even with him, we never booed him, like or anything, because he tried, he tried, and it just, it just wasn't a good fit. And he needed a fresh start. Fascinating. That's that's the the, the acceptance mm. of it and the understanding of it, the mm. tipping your hat to it is a fascinating part of it. Here's yeah. the next burning question as I move on to the next credential. Burning question. Do you, Anthony, do you believe in basketball gods and do you believe the Philadelphia 76ers have to pay the mm -hmm. price for the tanking epidemic that they started? 
Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I hated the process from the beginning. Yeah. Um, because we were doing good. Yes. Like I remember I remember the team we had before the process we started. And it was just we could have grew our core players, but we traded them and this was like when like LeBron was still on the heat. Mm-hmm. We had Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. who's an all star. Mm-hmm. Now like I mean we and we traded Drew the year he got his first all star. Right. So that's what made me even mad. It's like this is this is a player that's showing great promise. Igadala Vucevic, yes. who went on to become like a 2010 guy. We just had all these great pieces to basically end up with kind of the team we have now almost. Mm-hmm. And it was like a good, it was like a good five or six years where we kept drafting players that played the same position. Yeah. <laughs> we went to like Nerlens Noel, Okafor. That's right. Um, Embiid. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I've been through it. And, that's why, like, I saw somebody saying, like, um, I saw a, a woman post online, like, what's up with all these young guys, like, going bald now or, like, receding? It's like, y'all don't understand what it's like to be a sports fan. <laughs> like, I used to, like, before, before, like, before the process, I used to have corners. <laughs> it, it used to be full. I told myself I was going to get some braids. I might throw some dreads in this. No, mess with like <laughs> I'm telling you, out and Brennan has took my last few strands away. <laughs> You're naming Elton Brand yeah. in this in this class like, action lawsuit. So you <laughs> um, the, the 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 last burning question that I have that I want to ask you. Ben Simmons has previously stated that he had some, you know, was having mental health issues. Does that change your opinion of this moment at all no and that just might make me <laughs> an evil person um <laughs> i try to be an advocate for mental health but ben what about my mental health <laughs> like, like i had to sit here i had to sit and endure that knowing that it was nothing i could do <laughs> yeah what about <laughs> Anthony? That's what we're asking. Uh, the next credential X factor. Everybody knows what an X factor is. is. There an X factor in this moment? Is there something else about him passing up this this dunk and passing him to Matisse Thybul? Is there something else about this moment that makes it special that might help it get into the first ballot Hall of Fame, Anthony? Um, what makes this special? Um, I think. I think. For me personally, what just makes this moment special is that um, I think this was just a defining moment about uh, it was it was the defining moment for the Sixers organization, like in the, like the past, mm. the post AI era. Mm. This was like the moment that said the process yes isn't going to work. Oof. Yeah. Now that I really like this being the punctuation to the question of. Does the process, does tanking work? This Mm. being the answer is fascinating. A great answer there. Something for everybody to think about. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way and say it's beautifully tragic. It's impossibly human. It's a guy who is nervous. He's not playing well. He's missing free throws. He's feeling the pressure. And it's clearly getting to him. And it gets to him at a an, an impossibly important moment in his career. He's on national television in front of his home crowd. He wheels on a terrible defender. He's now only facing an even worse defender who's very, very short and very slight, has no ability to stop mm-hmm. this play. He dumps off the ball to a guy in Matisse Thibault who's not even, you know, athletic guy, but not even a great finisher necessarily. And uh, the Sixers end up losing the game and the series and then Ben Simmons gets run out of town on a rail and his career sort of starts to hit the tank in Brooklyn. And maybe this is the turning point in Ben Simmons' career. Is there an is there a scenario where he never turns around and ever ends up making a career out of this? I think the answer could to that question could be yes. And instead of making fun of it, I'm going to say, isn't it fascinating that this guy who should be this supernatural athlete has this incredible human moment and he collapses in front of all of us? I find it sort of sweet and fascinating. I look at Ben Simmons and I go, Ben Simmons is more like me. 
Cause I fuck up too. <laughs> I'm I'm a lo- I'd, a lo- I'd lose that shit. I've totally fucked that moment up. That's like me, and that makes me like him. And that's why I'm saying that's my X factor in this. Is Ben Simmons is a is a bit of a dipshit like I am. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to Ben Simmons. Okay, yeah. uh, before we move on to the cosign, it's time for more important. It's America's favorite podcast segment. Everyone loves more important. They can't stop talking about it. More important, it's a series of questions I'm about to ask you, Anthony. Your answer to these questions will define who you are as a man on this planet. All of your answers to these questions will be more important than any of the bullshit we've been talking about up until this point. Are you ready for more important? Yeah, I'm ready. ready Anthony, it's 2 a.m. You're in Brooklyn again. It's 2 in the morning. You have $2.50 in your pocket. You're at a bodega. What are you getting? Two fifty. Two fifty. Oh, I know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a bag of um salt and pepper chips. Great answer. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna probably get. I'm gonna get some salt and pepper um kettle corn chips. I I probably get like a small apple juice. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Like what? Like the <laughs> yeah. Martinelli's, the little round Martinelli's thing. Yeah. No, or no. Um, cheap. The Tropicana. Yeah, the cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going cheap. It. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spread it. that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to make that two fifty spread. That's a great answer. I'm willing to accept that. I also would have accepted two honey buns, two of the full size honey buns. That's, yeah. that's also fine too. Be, yeah. I think you'd have to be a big giant fat guy to, to have that be your answer, but uh, it's certainly <laughs> acceptable. Uh, Anthony, name a celebrity you're certain you could beat up in a fight. I'm going um, Peter Dinklage. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm going him, right. and not even just off of size, just right. age. Also, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think I think I might be a little bit more mobile than him. He's yeah. closer to the ground, so he might be able to take me right. down. Low center of gravity. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I know. I get it. And listen, for anyone that's immediately, instantly very angry at Anthony for saying that, which I would understand if you were yeah. angry at him, he is just answering the question. And I put the question to him. You have to be yeah. certain you're going to beat this guy up. Peter Dinklage is his answer, and I I would I would vote yeah. on Anthony's side. I believe you would beat up Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's not from like we're not ableist. Like right. if, if anything. I feel like it would be wrong for me to not include him. I think right. these hands are for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Moore, who is on your stand-up comedian Mount Rushmore? I'm going Chris Rock and Chappelle. Okay. Um, those two are like... Locked. Yeah, like three... I'm going to go my mentor, actually. My mentor is a comedian named Turay. Turay Gordon from Philly. I love that. Turay, like, he's helped shape so many... He's helped shape so many Philly careers. I love that. Like, even, like, some of your, some of your favorites. Like, he helped Kevin Hart on his mm. way up. Mm. So, yeah. So, Turay. And then, for on my Mount Rushmore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to a region. I'm gonna give it to a region. I'm gonna shout out the South. I love it. I love Southern comedians. It's so many, and I love the thing I love about Southern comedians, like like people in Atlanta, Mississippi. Mm. I love their silliness. Yeah. yeah Whereas, yeah. like, I see a lot of New York comedians like working on working comedy clubs. You taught that you gotta follow structure. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta have like a certain pacing for your jokes. Whereas, like down south they might be performing in a lot of spots that really aren't the most orthodox or set up for comedy like right. they, they're performing in spots that aren't comedy conducive mm-hmm. it might be just a, a bar it might be a lot of music or djs and stuff going on and they learn how to play off that so well and just have this natural silliness about it yes. there's so many funny down south comedians that i love great yeah. answer uh, anthony yeah. what is the best sports nickname the best sports nickname. Is there a nickname Ooh. in sports that you love? Probably the the truth. Yeah, it's really good. The truth. That's a cold one. It, it kills me. Um, it, it kills me that that nickname yeah. belongs to a Celtic. Kills me. Yeah. I wish. I wish KD would like would have really embraced the Slim Reaper. Oh my God! It it might be yeah. it might be one of this country's <laughs> yeah. great tragedies yeah. that he right, didn't yeah. accept that with open arms. Right. Yeah. I love that one. Um so yeah, I think I'm gonna go with those for my two. Those are the ones that come off hand. The Slim Reaper is so fucking good. I don't know who came up with that, but it is a, a true travesty that he didn't accept that. Uh, that really yeah. gets me right in the gut. Uh, all right, here we got to keep moving. Best finishing move? Do you watch professional wrestling? I haven't. Um, 
in a while. Do you have a favorite finishing move from your childhood? Oh, uh, my favorite finisher. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna gotta go with the stunner. <laughs> gotta go oh, with the stunner. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As good as it gets, it. the Stone Cold yeah. Stunner. Let's let's hear it once more from Stone Cold ET. That is Stone Cold ET that we sent to Genuine's Pony. There, Um, do you have uh, uh, the? um, Do you have best team branding? So we're talking about when I ask that, I go this. We're talking about name, name of the team. We're talking about colors. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uniforms, the way they look. Do you have a full package? The logo. What's the best team branding in all of sports? You can pick any team from any sport. Best team branding. Mm, All-encompassing. Home jerseys, away jerseys, alt jerseys, helmets, baseball caps. Okay. Um, Ooh, you know what? Well, like, for a team, I will say... The the old Sixers jerseys, like around that O one era, mm-hmm. where it had like the the star on the yep. end with the ball shooting yep. out of it. Yeah, yeah. That cold. Yeah, those <laughs> are like my personal favorite being yeah, from yeah, Philly. Yeah, I but I will say, as a um, I will say as an alternative to that question, the NBA really does need to bring back like that ninety five, ninety six alternate jerseys. Where they used to have like the animal on the jersey, like where they had the actual buck on the jersey, <laughs> yeah, the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big hawk. Um, yes, with the, the, the Van, the yeah, the Vancouver Grizzlies had yeah. the bear, yeah, yeah, the, the Raptors. Those jerseys, those, those that era of jerseys good. was the coldest. Those are really good. That's the, none of those are the right answer. The right answer, the yeah. Miami Dolphins. Those old Miami <laughs> Dolphins throwbacks. Sorry, you didn't get that, but I understand it. Uh, yeah. Last question to you, Anthony Moore. Name something that really kicks ass. Think of all the things in the world. It could be anything in the world, but it has to kick know. a bunch of ass. Okay, let's hear it. I already know. Um, Canada Drive, Cranberry Ginger Ale. Let's go. Whoever, whoever <laughs> added the berries, whoever was drinking the ginger ale and said, you know what? We need to add some fruit to this. <laughs> that Cranberry Ginger Ale goes crazy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Let's go. Yeah. That's the type uh, of specificity. That is exactly yeah. the type of specificity I'm looking for in an answer like that. And this is not an ad. We just, uh, I just love it that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes this, this is me just wanting to put y'all onto something good. <laughs> and listen, trust me, we're not getting a goddamn red cent from the Canada Dry people. You can be sure of that. Uh, fantastic job on More Important Anthony. It's time for the cosign. The floor is yours. The microphone is yours. Does Ben Simmons's passing up of this dunk, does it belong in the first ballot Hall of Fame and why? Your closing argument. Um, this belongs in the first ballot Hall of Fame because for one, it's a it's a defining moment for a career. Mm-hmm. This is um this for fans. Um you know, and it and it hurts. It, it definitely does hurt. Like it, it hurts as a fan of like this being my team. Yeah. But you know, every some moments are famous, some moments are infamous, and this is definitely on that side. This yep. to find the career or organization, Woo. a whole city. So yeah, I think this belongs in the first ballot Hall of Fame because if we if we do forget this. This will be repeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Never forget. Is it fair to say this is this, this is my nine eleven? Wow. What a great, what a great cosign. Listen, I don't. I want to be clear. I don't support anything that Anthony Morris said this entire episode. <laughs> no, he's the funniest. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, if you didn't follow yeah. Anthony Moore before this episode, you certainly have to now. He's so goddamn funny. I can't wait to watch you become hugely popular and successful. And I can be like this fucking guy when I'm my stupid little fucking podcast. I can't believe it. What an idiot. Yeah. Um, thank you again for doing it. It's time for the induction speech. That's when I, Neil, get to decide where this thing goes in. Listen, I'm going to take everything Anthony just said into account. 
And again, what he closed with was that this is 9-11. I'm going to... <laughs> I'm taking that into account uh, when making my decision. It's a lot to consider. I really love the argument you've made. I, it's very clear to me how much this matters to you as a singular, as an individual person. I know that you're mad. You compared Ben Simmons to a dumpster floating in a, a flooded river. You uh, said that Uncle Ben, <laughs> the dead Uncle Ben, is better than uh, Ben Simmons. You refer, you uh, compared it to 9-11. You uh, asked all of us to never forget because you want to save other teams' fans. You're looking out for right. other people. You're being a man of the people, and I appreciate that ultimately because of the mental health issues because we're not far enough away this is the truth if we go another 10 years without the philadelphia 76ers making a finals or winning an nba championship and ben simmons never ends up turning his career around i think it's a no-brainer but if ben simmons gets healthy and comes back and this is just a blip on the radar of his career I can't put it in. I need to punt. I need to hold. I need to pause on this moment just for a second on its induction. And I want to say let's revisit this one in, in a few years. If Philly's still not a, a world champion and if Ben Simmons' career never turns around, we will come back on and put this moment in the first battle Hall of Fame. But for now, we're going to leave it out. Out of respect to Ben Simmons and what he's going through, that's my final ruling. First Your battle. thoughts, Anthony? Um... I I think I think I might just be a terrible person. <laughs> I think I think I might just be a terrible person. <laughs> I thought I like because I I try to like for me all mental health awareness goes out the door when it comes to sports. <laughs> I'm so selfish, but and it, it really is sports is really terrible when you th- like think about it. Like how much I enjoy it. And then when like I had to really sit back and realize, I'm like, damn, the the fate of this city rests on the shoulders of this 22 year old. Yeah, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know you're, and yeah. you're right. I mean, we just as we're taping this, the Lakers just stood pat at the trade deadline, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And right, I'm texting yeah. all these people, and I'm like, I've got six, seven, eight text threads going at one time, texting all these people, going, what the hell is this team doing? And then I have to take a moment because I'm getting ready to record with Anthony. I have to take a moment and be like, yeah. I'm an adult. I have a job to do. I have to record this episode. Yeah. I cannot let this thing affect me for yeah. so long. And yet, and still, I I do it. It was a really uh, right moment there, yeah. a very juicy moment because i thought there's a chance anthony's gonna lay into me and be like you're wrong and you fucked this up and you went introspective and you realized that you did try to double down you compared it to 9-11 you said never forget and you looked inside and i think that says a lot about you (laughs) i think it says a lot about you you maybe you're a terrible person but i think i think you're turning a corner anthony and i appreciate you coming on the show thank you so much what can how can people follow you what are you what can you plug what are you working on uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at All That and More. That's more with two O's. And you can also check out my podcast, We Want More. And on there, we talk about random topics, current events, and at the end of ep- at the end of every episode, we review a different movie on Tubi. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for a good Tubi to mo- movie to watch, man, check us out. Check us out. And and you love it. We play clips of the movie on there, and um. Some of the, some of the movies are actually good, but a lot is terrible, and we all break that down for you. Yeah. So and if you want to hear, so <laughs> check us out. He's so funny. Support this guy. He's terribly funny, Anthony Moore. Thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. Anthony Moore. You don't need me to tell you how funny that guy is. You just heard it. Support that man. All that and more on all social platforms, and. The We Want More, M-O-O-R-E, podcast. Thank you again, sir. Very, very funny. Credits, Robbie Bobby, Jessica, EJ, Rhythm J, and DA. That's the team. My thanks to them and to the entire squad over at the Balls Life Podcast Network. Appreciate the Balls Life fam. Follow them at Balls Life on all social platforms. Thanks to you for listening. And please come back next week for more First Ballot. Robbie, play the moment where he says Wembenyama is built like a churro so people can hear how funny it is the way he says churro. Okay, thanks. Bye. And he's built like a churro.